Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. I can't do this anymore. How many times as mamas have we said, I can't do this anymore? I can't do the tantrums. I can't do another night of no sleep. I can't fold this laundry that's staring in front of me. I can't think. (laughs) Well, I've said I can't do this anymore so many times. recently in just dealing with my diet and trying to be diet controlled for gestational diabetes it's a lot of hard work and your your schedule my schedule is just so crazy because of it and I found myself crying and saying I can't do this anymore I don't know how to manage my sugar I don't know which foods work and which foods don't and some days some foods work and other days they don't and it's exhausting But as mamas, we always get up and we keep doing, right? And that's the beauty and strength of motherhood that there's been other times in my life before I was a mom where I thought, like, I can't keep doing this anymore. Like when I was in college and I had a ton of homework or a math class I hated. And of course, I I trucked through. But I feel like as mamas, there's more moments where we're like, I can't do this anymore. And there's so much strength in us as moms that it's unreal. And people don't understand, friends that don't have kids don't understand what it is actually like day in and day out to mom. And it's the most beautiful and amazing experience. And there's a ton of laughs and also lots of tears. But there's also moments of just pure exhaustion when you're at the end of your rope and you think, I can't do it, but you do. So I just wanted to give kudos to to you, to me, to everyone who is a mama and has at some point today or yesterday or tomorrow has said, I can't do this anymore because I feel you. I can't do those tantrums. I can't manage this diet. I can't potty train, but yeah, I do. It's okay to have moments of weakness because usually we find our strength. And I think um, words are so important. So like saying I can't do this anymore isn't helpful. But sometimes it's just the way we feel and no one else gets it. So cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to mamas everywhere. So obviously... It has been an emotional time in my life (laughs) with all of this. I can't do it anymore. Um, But it's a new day, and I'm feeling pretty good, and I want to talk some mom life stuff. Um, So let's just talk about mom life. So recently I've been dealing with 
kind of a moment I think we all have as moms um, that's kind of like hurtful. And I'm sure it happens to dads too. Um, it'll continue to happen. But recently, Mia has been wanting her dad more because he's been really stepping up and taking care of her during the day and really working on bedtime so that I can rest as we are in week 32 of pregnancy and we have about eight weeks to go. It's been exhausting just working and planning groceries and planning and ordering everything for the baby and making sure everything is set up um, at work for when I'm gone and when I leave. Um, just to be on the safe side of everything, especially with how up and down uh, the economy is, just to like make sure my job is still available if I want it after I have my kid. And um, anyway, my feelings were like super hurt when in the middle of the night she wanted her dad. And the reason is because he puts her to bed every night because I have to have a snack at 930 to manage my sugar levels. So he usually will put her down around 8.30. And um, in the meantime, I'm like doing whatever I'm doing around the house and counting down so I can have my snack and go to bed. But so last night, um, we've been really working on sleep training. And I know we all do sleep training with babies differently. I know you can sleep train like your infant, but with Mia, um, and I don't know how I'll be with our son, probably the same. Don't think I'm going to change much. Like I'm like an emotional connecty type feely person, right? So those are those, those are the strong mamas out there who can cry it out and like get their kid on a sleep schedule. That was never me. Mia literally just got out of the bed and she's two and I know like some people co-sleep longer but she had to go because I'm about to have a newborn in the bedroom in like this cool um like side sleeper bassinet situation and so like to make sure that I'm not like comforting Mia in the middle of the night as well as newborn it's been like game time get in your bed but it's just that moment of you don't want mommy and you get jealous. Or have you ever heard um, your kid say, I love daddy more? Now, Mia's never said that. She says it all the time to us all day long. I love you so much. She's two. She's the sweetest. I freaking love it. But at some point, your kids just start like wanting the other parent more. And it's like, mm, thank you, because now I have a moment to breathe. But my feelings are hurt. Um, So I've had moments like that this week where she's been like, I want to go downstairs with daddy. And I'm like, please do. I'm going to go upstairs and take a bath. And then there's been moments in the middle of the night where she's like, I want daddy. So like she one last night, she woke up. And at this point in my life, in my pregnancy, if she gets up and walks into my room, I'm not carrying her back to her bed. Like she can get in the bed and she can go to sleep. Um, and if this happens while Ethan's asleep, I'm really not dealing with it. However, last night, so she did that for like an hour. She like maybe around 1030 walked into my room and I just put her in the bed and she went back to sleep. But around 1130, she woke up and 
because I had to be in a, when I came back from the bathroom, she was saying she wants to go to her bed. She wants to go to her bed. And I was like, no, 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 just lay down. We're going back to sleep. And then she starts screaming, I want daddy. I want my bed. So I called her dad, who's downstairs in the basement playing video games with the guys. And I was like, can you please put her back to sleep? And he did. And I went back to sleep and slept pretty good the rest of the night. Um, and I was still like, oh, you want your dad? <laughs> it is like so funny how like as moms, we want our kids to grow up, but we don't, right? Like you look forward to the next stage of, because the stage you're in, it always seems so hard. Um, like I can't wait until we put her in her bed <laughs> and most nights she stays there and I don't see her again until morning time. Don't know how far away we are from that. It's a work in progress, but at the same time, you miss the fact, like, you don't want to sleep with me. Um, but also great, because if I go into labor in the middle of the night, like, I really need you to be out of my room so I can, like, try to sleep and be doing whatever I want to do. I don't know why I only think that labor can happen in the middle of the night. I think statistically, it happens um, more often on full moons, more often in the middle of the night. And with Mia, it did happen for me at like around one o'clock in the morning. So it was the middle of the night and I just expect it and like kind of hope that happens again. Um, but yeah, it's just so funny how his moms were like, don't grow up, but grow up because I'm tired. <laughs> so last week I talked a little bit about how we should, um, accept the things that you can't, you can control and let go of everything else. Um, so for me personally, I can not control a whole lot of aspects of my life. And it's driving me a little bit insane because I'm a type A kind of control type of gal. Can't help it. It's who I am to my core. Always have been. But one thing I can control, and I want to talk about this because it's fall, y'all. Okay, it's not fall, y'all. I'm a liar. It's not fall to like the 22nd. Um, but it is fall in the sense that it's September finally. And, um, fall is my absolute favorite time of year because of all of the smells, all of the food that I can't eat now <laughs> and all of the, well, I can still eat the soups. Um, it's like the coziness of it where it's like you can go for a walk and not be dying from heat exhaustion. Um, you can wear like a light jacket. Some days you don't even need a jacket. And it's just like the perfect season in my opinion. It's the shortest season in my opinion because I love it so much. I love it more than spring. Because in spring, you see all the bugs come alive. And I'm not a fan of bugs. In the fall, they start to die. And I'm like, all right, goodbye. So for me, one of the reasons why I like the fall is it always has felt like a brand new start. And I know that a lot of people, and even just like in general, spring is the start of like a new season and it's like winter melts away. And I 100% agree. I know some people don't like the fall because they don't like winter. Um, winter is also a really hard season for me, but I love the fall. But what I want to say is, for me, fall has always felt like a, a new beginning because for like 12 plus years, 
you're in school and it's always a new school year. So to me, fall always feels like a new start. And one of the ways I'm taking control of my life is like decorating for fall. And I feel really really, really obnoxious the way I'm doing it because, okay, I've never had a house, but now that I have a house, I'm like designing the whole fall, like changing all of our curtains, like changing all of these things so that it's like super cute and cozy, but also because we're going to have a new baby in the fall, it's just like, I want these new throw blankets and I want the pumpkin candles, like the candles shaped like pumpkins at Target. They're so cute, guys. Get them before they go out of stock because I think people like me are buying them all. Um, So anyway, it's like the one thing that I can control. And I feel like sometimes you have to latch on to the one thing you can control. There's like, even if it's something silly like me, which is like new oven mitts and kitchen towels and throw blankets and curtains like I can control that um maybe for you it's like getting new car seat covers or which I really want for my car if I decide to keep my car and like I don't know whatever it is like when you're going through something like you latch on to like the closest thing to you and, um, for me, for sure, it's like fall stuff and I feel silly about it, but like, what are you guys into? Like, I'm, I'm like cleaning all of Mia's toys and doing like, um, okay. So I'm a liar again. <laughs> I feel like occasionally if you have kids that are little, they outgrow their toys, right? So occasionally like once a season, maybe winter, spring, summer, fall is a good time to do it. You go through the toys, give them a really good cleaning besides like the normal, like weekly, every other weekly wipe down and you like throw away slash give away, um, or sell like the toys you don't need anymore. However, because we have a baby, I'm like, maybe I should keep this stuff because some of this is baby stuff. Anyway, getting rid of toys and stuff in general, it, I think it's a good habit to do that once a season um, because it's just going to feel really, really good. And um, I'm going to work on that as I'm setting up my house for a baby. But they always say that like newborns will test your marriage and they really do. And I think more so children test your marriage because you just kind of lose sleep, lose sanity. And then you have to deal with another person when you're like, I'm just trying to survive. And if you're not helping me survive, then get out my face. And it's this whole thing. But I feel um, prepared to do this thing again and excited to do this thing again with my husband I think it's gonna be a pretty good time um I was thinking about how as women when we get together especially during these times there's like it's kind of a um, a balancing act and um 
when you get together with your girlfriends, and right now it's not very often that I see my girlfriends, but I do talk to them regularly, my two friends. Um, And typically I have like ranting and complaining or venting to do about things that are going on in my home and in my marriage. And usually it's nothing bad. It's like little like petty stuff. Like I think, I just think sometimes my husband does things a little dumb. Like I'm like watching him and I'm like, what are you doing? Or I'll get frustrated if I ask him to do something and then it takes two days and then it's like that kind of thing. But with more serious stuff, I think it's important to also keep some things in your house and not spread all of your business everywhere. Um, And also to uplift your partner in conversations because I was noticing a friend of mine who had was dating a guy always told me like the frustrating things and so whenever I saw him I was like dude why are you such a jerk and it's like well she's like he's not always a jerk I just only tell stories about the things that annoy me so just be mindful and careful of that because that can always be you want to protect your space but also like I get it when you need to get something off your chest when I'm like Ethan still hasn't mowed this grass and then it's like more serious stuff where it's like I'm gonna keep this one to myself because like your job in marriage is to protect each other and to love each other and to respect each other and sometimes that can go out the window once you get into the habit of um doing life and getting complacent and um the respect value goes out the window when you just want things done. Like, I just need you to do the dishes, take out the trash, put the baby down. That's what I need you to do right now. And, like, you don't want to lose respect for your spouse just because you're on lockdown together. And if you're still on lockdown, a lot of people are going back to work. Um, my state has moved to stage three of opening, which means, I don't even know, even they're allowing schools to open. So, That's a whole nother thing is like schools reopening and going back in. And it's like such a, it's like such a mixed bag because like "Mm, flu season's going to be approaching and now we're going to send all these kids to school and there's also a coronavirus. And then at the same time, it's like, well, parents do have to work and what can, like you can't expect, like for me, I've been working from home for six months. Like you can't expect this to go on like forever we have to get back to life but at the same time you know we want to get back to life safely so it is a weird season another thing I want to bring up is that as we get into the hustle and grind it's going to be very hard or very easy for us as mamas to lose ourselves in the day-to-day tasks, especially at the start of the school year when we're really trying to um, get things going and figuring out, you know, virtual learning and working if your kids, if you are doing virtual learning. And um, after you have a baby, I think it's okay to give yourself months and months to baby and then 
to also rethink about, okay, well, who am I still? And I was thinking about, I was talking to my husband last night about how after a small group one night, we, so one night, um, we had small group on Thursdays, we dropped Mia off at my mom's, and uh, we went to small group, and then straight from small group, my friend picked me up, I went to karaoke, he went and picked up Mia, and put her to bed, and I was thinking about how hard that was for me, like, um, like emotionally, to be like, all right, I'm gonna be gone for, like, six hours, now, it was six hours in the evening, so literally, she was asleep the whole time, well, most of the time, like, from eight o'clock to the time I was gone, so, like, she was awake for an hour, um, but who, whoever you are, it's okay to leave your kids, and I know it's really hard. It's okay to leave them for a couple hours. It's okay to leave them for a couple minutes. It's okay to just like to leave them for a second because we all need those breaks. And I had a break a couple weeks ago where it was a weekend and I went shopping with a friend and had like a late or early dinner or late lunch. And I didn't have Mia with me. Originally, I was going to bring her with me. And I'm glad I didn't because it was a little more busy than I thought it would be. Um, But it was refreshing and rejuvenating to just take a step away from your house, your home, your husband, your kids, and to turn on the music you want to listen to in the car and go wherever you're going, even if it's to get your nails done or because I feel good after I get my hair done, too. When I do like things like that, it's okay to leave and you will come back feeling refreshed and all you're going to want to do is hang out with your family and it'll be a good break for you. So I think it's important that we don't lose some of our alone time and it's really hard to get alone time during a pandemic because you're pretty much at home all the time. Um, but you might need to kick out the kids. You might need to, um, I don't know. You might need to, I don't know what you're going to have to do, but you are going to need a break. And I think that it's important that you take that break because it for sure has helped me. And especially knowing that I'm going into a season where I'm about to have a baby and that means that I'm not going to get the opportunity to leave the house for a while. Okay, so speaking about having a baby, I want to ask you guys this question. Someone please message me and like let me know what you think. And I'm going to also talk to my doctor and my doula and all the, all the things. So as you know, I'm a little bit of a crunchy mama. And after you give birth, there's pretty much like a giant wound where your placenta was in like you're you have you're trying to like I think like massage your uterus back down to size or something like that and I've heard multiple people say it's really bad for you to go up and down the stairs for at least two weeks so if you can do not go up and down the stairs And so I took that advice pretty seriously, thinking about how uncomfortable that pain is after you give birth. (laughs) I don't want to go up and down the stairs. That does sound painful. So I've been organizing, like I said at the beginning of the episode, 
organizing, decorating, and setting up my main floor that has a bathroom in the kitchens right there. It's kind of like a perfect place to set every, myself up so that when baby comes, we have everything we need and we don't have to really worry about anything. Um, I can stay on the second, on the main floor for two weeks and really like rest and heal. And I think that's pretty cool. Now, that's good and great. (laughs) Well and fine. Um, all for it. But I am also kind of wondering, because they say that after you give birth, you really, so like, I remember when I gave birth to Mia in the hospital, and after I had, I did have an epidural, like, my legs were super swollen for, like, a long time after. I remember even going home, like, the whole week, my legs were still, like, so big, um, My doctor was like, you need to get up and walk. And this was the second day. So I gave birth to Mia at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on, I think, on a Friday. And then that Saturday, um, my doctor had come in to talk to me. And she was like, get up and go for a walk. It's time for you to start walking. Like, you need to be walking. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you heal. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I started um, pretty regularly throughout the rest of my stay at the hospital, which is only, I think, a day more. Um, I started, like, walking the halls with her in the bassinet and doing the thing. Now, things are probably going to be different because of COVID, so I don't, one, I don't think I'll be in the hospital as long, God willing, and two, um, I don't think they're going to let us walk through the halls. I can probably walk the room with the baby. Um, And I'm probably, I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm speaking about not getting an epidural. So I will be able to walk like as soon as I want to. But she said, keep walking. Like it's important to, it'll help you heal. And I don't think I followed that. I think I came home and literally like I walked to my kitchen into my bathroom and then I got back in bed and cuddled with the baby. Um, Mia had a bassinet next to my bed. That I couldn't find one I liked last pregnancy. And I really liked the one I picked for this one. I think last time I was like being a little cheap because kids, babies, are, they don't stay in bassinets long at all. So I was like, I am not spending almost $200 on a bassinet if they're only going to be in it for three months. But now I kind of like, splurged to make sure I have the things I like and that are comfortable and I got a more extensive bassinet and they can sleep in them up until six months you got to look at the weight and everything and I'm like this is perfect I will do this but I'm wondering like I'm confused about I guess I'll talk to my doctor tomorrow am I supposed to avoid stairs and I know some people it's inevitable you can't and some people just don't listen to they're like, I felt fine. I'm going up the stairs. Um, but I'm one who likes to really do things a little crunchy. And with that comes this thing called lying in, where basically for 40 days, or you could do it for 20 days, you could do it for two weeks. You don't really let people visit you. You 
probably prepare a lot of food ahead of time, soups, bone broths, good healing food, and you really just bond with your baby and your family, and you as a family kind of cocoon, and it's like a really nice healing period. Um, it's more common not in the Western world to kind of do like a lying in period, and I've definitely been interested in it. It's going to be obviously different. My husband's going to be working. I have a two-year-old. I can't literally lay around all day, but um, still kind of like, I do like the idea of like, like turning off technology and not having visitors, which we are, we weren't going to do anyway, and um, really focusing on bonding as a family. And in part of that laying in period, the mom is really taking care of and pampered, um, sometimes like by her own mother or whoever. And like the mom, you're not doing dishes. That's not your job. Your job is to breastfeed and hold that baby and bond and rest. And so I'm really like feeling that a lot. <laughs> like I'm not doing dishes, um, which I'll probably do some at some point. I'm like not being dramatic, but for the most part, I do like the idea of like beautiful soft lighting and lots of cuddling. But anyway, so I'm confused about the stair situation. Like, should I be prepped up downstairs for two weeks or should I, which is what I'm going to do, but also like how often should I be walking? Like is walking around my main floor, like a couple times an hour. Good. Um, should I be resting more? Uh, so I'm really confused about that. And I think that because I am a crunchy mama, I do get mixed opinions because there's like medical professional people saying do this. And then there's like midwives and people who are more like earthy, more like this will really help you feel good. Like drink this soup and all this other stuff. And I'm like into that. Like I got my essential oils, but I also you know, do some silky things, as I talked about probably in like episode one or two. So let me know what you guys think. And I know I'm fortunate enough to know that I'm going to be off and not working after the baby's born. So for the foreseeable, well, until I decide to uh, start working from home um, and doing what I'm planning to do in our next steps so I can stay home with the kids. But um, I know for other mamas, I've heard women who only get like eight weeks of, um, what is it called? Postpartum leave? Maternity, maternity leave? <laughs> that was a pregnant fart, like a pregnant brain fart. Um, and that breaks my heart. I don't think that should be legal. I don't think that is humane. So I understand like for me to have at least three months before we start considering, me doing something to bring in income is a blessing. Uh, I was off for four months with Mia and then I went back to work. And the plan this time is to be off for three months and to transition into probably childcare, which I've done in the past, and to be able to do that from our home so that I am home with our kids. And But like we still have money coming in. It's not like I'm sitting on my butt. <sighs> anyway, that was a lot, but I'm just really confused about that whole like rest or walk or do the stairs or is like walking good for you, but the stairs bad for you. Like I need help start kind of wrapping up, but 
life has thrown some serious curveballs at me and I'm sure at you, but let's take this season as a, as a, like a reset, a restart, and even like as a challenge. I know um, with kids going back to school and I think a lot of parents are nervous about virtual learning. I'm sure teachers are nervous about virtual learning. Everyone's got this. Everyone give everyone grace as they figure out the technology and also give yourself grace. But like, I think it falls a beautiful time of year. I know that it's not quite fall yet. We have almost a month left of summer. Like really the 22nd is the first day of fall. Um, so if you want to run out to the beach one more time, do it. I advise it or the lake or whatever you want to do while the weather's still warm. Um, I've already been apple picking and my situation's different though, because my baby's going to be coming in October. So I'm trying to do as many fall things before he comes. Cause then after that, we're going to be in the house and the next thing we get to do is Christmas. So, um, enjoy these last couple weeks of summer, but also as the school year starts, it might be helpful for you to sit down with your kids and your family and kind of just like breathe and refresh, restart. And if you don't have kids who are school age, like I don't have kids that are school age. My Mia's too. She's still toddlering, being a toddler. Um, but I am going to go ahead and treat the day a little more educational. Um, she, she does some learning stuff every day now, but I just want a little more structure for that. And I'm excited. Go fall shopping. It'll get you excited for fall, guys. Boots and scarves. Yes, honey, please. <sighs> All right, so that's what I have to talk about this week. Um, I've mostly been struggling with figuring out everything with GD and trying to stay positive. Literally, one day I feel good and I'm happy, and the next day I'm crying all day. <laughs> and I'm also getting ready to have a baby. Uh, question mark, is he going to come early because of all of this? Um, yeah, but I love you girls. Let me know all your thoughts about everything. Be good and respect your spouse, but it's also okay to vent about them. Make sure you take time for you and really control what you can. And for me, that means I will be buying more pumpkin candles. I will talk to you guys next week and have a great weekend. It's a three-day weekend for me. So hopefully it is for you guys too. And you can do something fun. This weekend, we're doing a bunch of fun stuff. I'll update you guys about it next week. All right. Love y'all. Bye.